3: Log Talk Radio.
4: No more sleeping in bed No more back for thinking Time for thinking ahead The world has changed so very much Of what it used to be There's so much hatred War and poverty Oh, oh, Oh Wake up the won't get no better We gotta change it, now. Just you and me Wake up all the doctors Make the old people well They're the ones who suffer And who catch all the hair But they don't have so very long Before their judgment day So won't you make them happy they pass away, wake up all the builders, time to build a new land, I know we can do it if we all lend a hand, the only thing we have to do is put it in our minds, surely things will work out, they do it every time. Just let it be. Na, 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 the world won't get no better. We gotta change it. Just you and me. Change it. Yeah. Change it. Change it. Change me Change Change again Change it. I need a little help, y'all. Need a little help. Say it for me. Need some help, y'all. i change the world. What it used to be. I'm doing
3: it alone.
4: Wake up. everybody I'm talking about don't push up Stop pushing that don't push
1: Everybody, you're listening to the Truth to Power show. My name is Beverly D, and that is what Mr. Myron Rice is doing. He's waking you up. You cannot be asleep in 2020. So uh, call in if you have any questions, comments. If you're trying to, if you're stuck on something, call in while you have Mr. Myron Rice with us here to help you figure it out. So, Mr. Rice. Uh, How are you doing? And I also want to say uh, that everything that we're saying here are opinions only. Nobody is giving out legal advice. How are you doing this evening, Mr. Rice? Oh, beautiful, beautiful.
5: Doing some studying here. Look like I have to reevaluate. I'm going to have to look at that Rule 220, thanks to uh, Jasmine giving me that uh, information from you.
3: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that.
5: and what is definitely too. We still I think it still could be used but in a different we have a little twist that we could put on there. But in the meanwhile okay. I folks don't understand. So what we're gonna do is talk about what? Whatever's my subject matter, even though I said uh, I'm not your kindergarten teacher. And the reason for that is that a lot of people, um a few folks this week calling me. I guess they do what I be doing, reading something and not understanding it and Uh, want me to interpret it for them when, again, what I try to do is point the rules and the laws and the codes that you can read and try to understand. But even with those things, yes, sometimes you can't see them at face value. You may have to do even what they call going down a rabbit hole and go a little deeper even in what you do see and what you do have. So what we have to do is to, there's some basic things that I think that everyone needs to have, to even start, to get into this business, <clears throat> to get into this, I won't say business, this new lifestyle that we're talking about. And one of the things that I want to mention is that, uh, of course, you have to know how to read, folks. You have to know how to read, and I well, always Mr.
2: recommend. I-
1: yes. What seems to be the problem is uh, a lot of people can read, but it's a comprehensive you know, and we're looking at, this is like, and I know I, I fall in that category too. It, it's kind of like learning a new language, you know, because this is legal. This is like, you know, we learn learning language and they're saying one word and it don't mean, if you look in the law dictionary, it means something totally different. And I think that's what a lot of people are having a problem with, is comprehending what they're reading. And that's exactly what I'm
5: starting what I'm talking about. That you did okay. you when growing up when we learned in our regular uh, you know, school, public school system, we had a dictionary. The question is you need to get a different dictionary for this kind of uh, line of business or lifestyle that we're leading. And you need to first start out with Bouviers eighteen fifty six dictionary. Bouvier, you can download it, it don't cost anything uh Bouvier's eighteen fifty six a lot of definitions uh, in that dictionary uh to help you to understand the other ones that I would look at is black's law and I get a fourth edition because I noticed the fourth is different than the fifth there's some things that were taken out of the fourth that's in the fifth um, so you get i would say physically purchase at least a fourth edition edition, edition which probably cost something about sixty seventy dollars but it's worth having where you can read it. Uh, but the fifth and all the way up to the ninth edition, you can probably download them or reference them on your uh, computer as a favorite to be able to read them right there online. So some of the things that we to help us understand, we have to look up and do research. I know as a kid, when I had a problem I went to my mom, she said, well, where did I invest all these encyclopedias here for you to look at? You know, she referred me to encyclopedias. Now we don't have those anymore. So um, the only thing I would recommend is to know the legal terms. See, you can't, if you're in China, you better know how to speak Chinese. When you go to Chinese court, you better know how to to defend yourself in China. Otherwise, you're going to jail. Well, it's the same thing with these attorneys and uh, lawyers. They're, they're, They're overseas. They're from the city of England or under the Queen. They have a whole different language than an American uh, citizen. They're foreigners. So when you're in their court, you are in a foreign entity. So you can't sit here and, and try to think you can understand their language and you don't have their information in front of you. You don't understand because you are in a foreign entity. That's what they are. They're foreign to you. That in itself is an argument in itself where you can say, hey, I'm foreign to you. That means I have nothing to do with you. You have nothing to do with me. However, they have ways of trying to say your, your – they, where they make you try to present your body in front of them, force you to bring your body in front of their system to answer questions. And there's ways you can learn to deal with that. where well, you never have to stand in front of them because you are foreign. But in the meanwhile, as you read their laws and codes, especially – The ones I give you, again, I gave you a lot of codes on uh, September the 8th of 2019 that you definitely need to download. And and the, what, 7th to 15th, too. Um, I give you codes to help you to understand uh, what the fundamentals of their uh, exercise, what they have to practice themselves, like the employee manual. You know, they have employee manuals. They have to exercise these things so that you know what they need to do so you could figure out how you can uh, get around the system or de- defeat it or go to the side or whatever. So this is basically, this is what has to happen. No one's going to completely understand what they do because they put it out there in the public, but that they don't have to explain it to you. They don't have to explain it to you. None of these people, unless you, Get them uh, accept their oath of office. If you go to court, then go to the county. If it's a county court, go to the county and get the judge's oath of office. You know, and that's, that's if they don't change judges when they find out that you have it. oath. They might change judges on you. However, uh, that's the way you accept their oath, and they're supposed to be honest with you. And as a police officer anyone, you say, did you take an oath? Yes, well, I'm accepting your oath of office here and now. You should get a whole different attitude from them. A whole different attitude. They really can't lie. They really have to answer your question because you accept their oath. But some of the basic things that I think folks need to look at and do, and one of them is when I make this statement, register something to yourself. Register to yourself. Now, I guess myself, I think of it as being self-explanatory, But what it says is that on the return address, put your address on there. And and when you mail it out, put your address on that too. And, And put a registration stamp on it. You put it in the mailbox, it's going to come to you because your name and your address is on there. That's how you register it to yourself. You don't open up the envelope. You scan what's inside of it. Make sure everything's scanned in before you lick and stick it in the mailbox. Make sure that you uh, uh, scan everything in and the registration number, which is the red and white number on the red and white form um, that you have, that you put that number in the upper right-hand corner of the affidavit or whatever letter that you're addressing to them. You always have to address them with, them with a uh, cover letter. It's not a cover letter, an affidavit or something of the sort. You always put the register number in the upper right-hand corner. If you had anything signed, of course, if you have an affidavit, you have to have it up you have to have it I'm sorry, notarized your signature and notarize it. So uh, you, you're going to want to scan that in so you have all the names and, and your signature, everything' scanned in. So if you have to send copies out, then you can print it up again. And that's another basic item you need to get. They have printers out there, and they cost they're less than $100. They say five-in-one, where you have print, scan, fax, copy, photo. You know, you, you're able to copy these things, print it out, scan this stuff in. Uh, if you get a letter from some bill collector or some third-party debt collector, scan it in before you do anything. Scan it in immediately. And then you're going to follow it up with some kind of uh, response. You scan that response in. You put it in a folder in your on your computer. You label a folder. Let's get organized. You need to get organized. And the sooner you do it, the better it is for you to access these items later on. So you definitely need to be getting a uh, printer that has at least print, scan, copy, and some fax if you want to use it as a fax machine or a, a photo. How would you fax it? Well, I recommend and I've been using it for about 10, 15, 15 years is Magic Jack. Magic Jack costs $39 a month, I mean a year. $39, or let's round it off to $40 a year. I think it's 49 to that initially get it, but after that, 40 bucks a year. And that is how. I have a second phone line. So I use it as a second phone line. Now, a matter of fact, because it became, it just became very obvious to me what I did was very good, and that is I lost my phone. It fell on the street. Somehow someone, it got caught up in a lady dress, whatever. It fell on the street. And I went home, and I called it. I called my phone. And I assume when they relook and flip it open, open it up, looked at it, they saw a home. So they called it back. And thank you. You know, gave them a little reward. And I got my phone back. Well, we all know what it is like not having a telephone. If you lose your phone, it's like your whole life is just gone up to hell. You know, you, you got nothing. I don't memorize anybody's number. Sometimes I don't even know my own number because I don't call it often enough. But having that magic jack, having a, phone, a home phone number, and I could use it to fax it. You could use it for faxing. You can use it for, uh, you know, a second line. I got a wireless phone hooked to it. And I actually have it hooked up. I have a fax machine. Oh, I went to one of those secondhand, um, what is it, Value Village, Salvation Army. You, you may find those telephone fax machine combination where well, you can just use that when amused when one. Don't have to be brand new for a fax machine. And of course, they have another outlet where you can put your wireless uh, phone onto it as well. But I'm just trying to get you all to start off because we got there's a lot of people. are getting a lot of calls from folks who don't know what to do, how to start off, how to what, what do I start at, you know and I really can't keep going backwards. What I can do is reference calls that I made or go on the Internet, which is probably the greatest uh, college in the world, and most stuff on it is free. So people have to be computer literate. If you're not computer literate, I really don't know how you can be in this kind of – do this kind of work. Because information and referencing and going down a rabbit hole – Takes you on so many different sites and so many, so many different information and things like that that you need to be able to access on the internet. There's no way you could do it uh, going to a library and, and looking up books like they used to do back in the in the days, you know, the older guys back in the early 50s, 60s, 70s. They used to go to the library and look all this stuff up. So anyhow... But those are things that I'm, you know, referring that you need to be looking at to start off. Um, registering again, registering it to yourself, and you keep a record for. And that record is that letter is not to be opened up unless it's in front of a judge. You let a judge open that that record, that that letter, in front of a court if someone's arguing it. Now, again. Most certificates of titles that we have, just by all goods, have, us, have a certificate of title that they gave you, which is your insurance policy. We've talk, been talking about the last few calls. That's your insurance. The certificate of title is on bonded paper. Your vehicle, your, if your driver's license, social isn't on bonded and copied on bonded paper, it's worth something. It's worth it. Um, it's worth money. You can cash it in. Matter of fact, I just recently found out that people death certificate. That there are lawyers and attorneys who's using your family's death certificate that you don't even know is going on because they signed up as authorized representative when it was in probate. Well after the person person dies, a family member dies and it just go down to probate, these attorneys are going in being authorized representatives of the death certificate. They're cashing them in to buy their houses and cars and all these things. So this is something that we need to be aware of. It's worth money. Those certificates are worth money. Marriage certificate. I think it's like eleven point five million. Death certificate. Eleven point five million. They, they they are worth millions of dollars. And all we do is letting them sit on it and use it for themselves. And then we're crying about how broke we are. We have to learn how to stop manipulating these certificate of title, especially your vehicle one. Everyone knows the vehicle certificate of title is on bonded paper. So give it, if you got a court case and it was in that vehicle, And when you go to court or surrender that certificate, endorse it on the back, and send it in to pay the debt off, to discharge it, eliminate it. This is it something that you all have to do research. I can't show you and do everything because there's only so much I could talk about on on this line, you know. So only so much you could talk about. So uh, I started. I've tried to pass some of these things. A few book um, books, and I know one here, even though the guy I understand is in jail right now. But nonetheless, it's information. His name is Charles Booker. And he helps you to show you how to dis- discharge in debt through use of postal money orders. And I know we could discharge debt using a dollar stamp. So we can stamp it with gold. Postal money orders must be worth gold. The book is called Chain to the Sky. Chain to the Sky by Charles Booker. And one of, I guess, one other guru out there that knows a lot of this stuff and help us as far doing money orders, my stop money order is E I E O N. He has several calls on YouTube to explain these things. And again, he too is in jail, but it doesn't mean that he did anything bad. It's just sometimes they just want to get you out of the system. They want you out. You become you're passing on two hours.
1: Too much information they're giving out. Because information. them gave out a lot of information,
5: and it was good information. A lot of information. Yeah. You know, it's only a matter of time they y'all be hearing about me. You know, they do character assassination. That's the first thing they do. They use other things. But see, see you
1: got not charging. See, don't see they they was charging. You know. They have made a business out of it. You you just teaching.
5: Yeah. Just just teaching it.
1: So they ain't gonna just
5: sharing
3: it.
5: <laughs> just sharing the information. It's being shared. And, you know, it's just believe me, I I know I'm on that S list. I'm definitely on their list. And all I gotta do is slip up before they come knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. From one of those alphabetical. So we we have to, you know, I say, let me leave you crumbs, give me breadcrumbs, because some of the things I've learned, I've gotten the people who gave me breadcrumbs, Now I don't even know where they are. They disappeared, but they Uh they showed me up to a certain point of what I can do to get out. So there's only so much I can do, and then once I do this, you probably won't hear from me, not that I'm in jail, but... You know, I i like I say, I'll be on oh, some islands. We know somewhere.
1: where you we know where you'll be at, Mr. Rice.
5: <laughs> As I said, I'll be on one of my islands with my knees yes. crossed and throw the blood above the land and my 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 island is holy ground. So take your shoes off when you get off your boat. But well, that's that's where I wanna be. And that's where I am going to be. So but anyhow folks, have you know, please, um Try to try to get yourself in a in a mode of studying mode. You you just can't do this and think we could keep giving you answers because sometimes the things we give it's not correct. There's so many different people out there giving you stuff that's not correct. Even me. I have to reevaluate some of the things I talk about sometimes. I'm always updating. I'm not sitting here and keeping a rigid mind on anything. If someone could show me about rules and laws or some some things that that's relevant by all means, I'm all ears. And this is what we got this call for. So people out there who have a different way of skinning this cat, uh, we know there's always more than one way to do things. Call in. Let other people understand what you've done to prove it to be good. Because I'm only sharing sure what things that I have done that have proven to be good for me. So I'm hoping that you could do the same thing for yourself and, uh, some of the things that I that some of the items is out there that you need to get involved with. Uh, the treasury for the United States of America dot com. That's a site, website. You need to go to become a, a state national what they call state resident. The, the point Better is, is the, the treasury for the United States of America dot com. Not of for. Anytime you see the word of in there, it's part of the corporation. For usually means it's part of the republic. So we have to be able to get ourselves where well, we're no longer part of this U.S. citizen. You know, uh, and, and believe it or not, every uh, state national would be a U.S. citizen because that's what both Your birth certificate stating at the top where you were born and the time the day you were born and the time you were born, that is the state national. At the bottom is when they made you birth you and you're dead. And that was signed by a registrar. So you got to you have a dual citizenship. So, like I said, everyone who's a, a, a state resident, state national, is also a U.S. citizen. But everyone who's a U.S. citizen do not have to be, do not have, would not be a state national. You have to. So can you say?
1: So can you say that your birth record uh, is a state national and your birth certificate is a U.S. citizen?
5: Yes. You can say that because your birth record is where the doctor said you were born alive, and and that's your and, and if you look up the word born, it's not birth. It's two separate things. It's two de- defined two di- differently. Birth is basically B E R T H, like a ship coming into a dock. Doc, doctor, doc. That's where the word doc come in. The doctor, he's part of the dock that you come in and ship, and you're coming out of the water in your mother. You know so. All of that deals with Admiralty, you know, all that's dealing With water, they were on the water You are on the land Because it said you were born in, on, on the land, they took your footprint Now I don't know anyone out there can, That can get a footprint on the water So we know They took your footprint when you were born So you could not have a footprint Done on the water So therefore you were on the land That would make you The state national and then later on they threw you in the water. <laughs> I won't say threw you in the water, but they made you part of their then, water system.
1: But then when they uh made you a US citizen, they gave you an insurance policy which is the birth certificate.
5: Yes. Under the uh we're uh, we're conquered. This country, believe it or not, is still conquered under martial law. And if you look under uh, the Libor code, it started um, 1863 with with Lincoln when he stopped martial law back back in the Civil War, and it was renewed as the Geneva Convention in 1907. So if you look at the Libor L L I E B E R L I E B E R Libor code 1907. Go to number 38, and they talk about being a private citizen. How to be private. Number 31, deal with the public. Everything public is taken by the military. It's owned by the military. They own everything in the public. In the private, though, you if you haven't been rebellious or anything, they give you a, a certificate that makes you, they call it receipt, but it's your birth certificate, that you can redeem Get back and recover what you lost, what they might have took when when you were in the public. And you so, yourself you say, to be. so you say.
1: So you uh, Code 1907.
5: Yeah. The Library Code. Uh, not, uh-huh. that, that was it. Was revised at the Geneva Convention in 1907, and go to number 38. Okay. Are you looking that up or are you just writing it down?
1: <laughs> no, I'm writing it down. Oh, okay.
5: Well, you someone
1: who's. Down, I, I can go to yeah, well, someone, someone from the
5: listening audience, anyone in the queue, someone look it up and uh, give us a call so it could be read. It could be read. And guess what? It came from the commander in chief. So the commander in chief would be who? The president. He didn't want to give you the birth. So this is why everyone has to surrender the birth certificate to the, what, treasurer. Because actually you've really given it to the president, but he's going to give it to the treasurer because they deal with the, the money situation. They're going to re-status re, re, re you. You're going to have a new status through the treasurer. So it's the saying the president, secretary of state, all the treasury, all of them belong under the president. So again, he don't want to give it to you, he's the one you give it back to. And that's, that's something that folks have to be able to recognize. was given whoever gave you something, you for you to be out of that system, you have to return it back to them. And in meanwhile what you've given them, you could recreate your own certificate of title through an affidavit. If it isn't if it isn't rebutted in the time frame, if it isn't rebutted, then it becomes a judgment. It's yours. No one could re argue it if they didn't respond back. And that and on top of that, put it in the newspaper. That way you will always get, get an affidavit of publication. Now you gave them a public notice of what was done. So these are just some procedures that you do for just about any and everything, you know, put affidavits on there, authenticate it if you want at the state level. Everything doesn't have to be gone to the federal. Only things that you diverse certificate is something that they're gonna they capture at the state at the federal level. However, most items are done at the state level. So all you really need is the state to authenticate it. And um again, personally, what happened, my experience in that is that When I needed a a passport and I don't have a state ID, nor do I have a driver's license, probably, oh, gosh, since
0: 2014,
5: um, I was able to get my passport using my authenticated birth certificate because I had a picture of myself in there, authenticated myself in there, and then I had the state give a stamp. So it was kind of hard to say, oh, this is not a state issue. What do you mean? It's got a state authentication on it. So, well, how could you say that? And the supervisor heard me and, of course, told the clerk to send it in and let them say no. And, of course, three weeks later, I received my passport. So I have a, an ID that would never expire until I die. Isn't that nice? I don't have to renew those other certificates like the driver's license or those license plates. You know, I don't have to renew them. Every year, every two years, whenever they require to be renewed. I got an unrenewable driver's license, uh, I mean, uh, ID. So, anyone out there, again, that was my subject matter, but if anyone has any questions, please call in because you're the one that um, we're here for. Express yourself. Don't wait till I get off the phone, off this call, and then start calling in and and Skyping me. You know, I don't need all that. I like you to answer because there's other people out there. I don't want to keep duplicating myself. Ask the question so other people can understand. You're not in a unique situation. No one is in a unique situation. Everyone out there is charged on and can only be charged on your birth certificate. That is the only way they can come after you. They're fictional, they're not real, and they go after that birth certificate that is not real. So again, they made you a three-dimensional at birth at born when you're born you're three dimensional and they converted you to a two dimensional piece of paper. And that is what our education has always taught us that we are a two dimensional piece of paper. So now, if you
1: understand go ahead. Now they they come after the birth certificate because that is your insurance and they want to cash in or credit it or however terminology that that you want to use because that's where the funds are at, that certificate.
2: That's
5: the only thing they're after. That is the your credit. So it's all about only, money. It's all about money. They are all brokers, judges, lawyers. They are brokers, and they could take that credit, that birth certificate, any certificate, they can convert it into Federal Reserve notes where now they're living high on the hog. It goes into their retirement, it goes into their pension, it it goes into their administration. Everything is going into their system. And I don't have a problem with that. I really don't. Because why? This shit say what?
1: Right. No, I was just saying they don't. You know, they they want to take all of it and don't want to just give. And it's and it's coming from your name, you know. Yeah, they the trustees. They supposed to look out for us.
5: That's true, but then we again we are not coming in as creditors. We're not coming in. Let them know we're credit because as trustees, you just said it. That means there's a a a trustor. There is someone that's telling the. the trustee, what to do. Mm-hmm. But that person is, 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 it isn't, hasn't a... been notified. But the problem is not so much they're taking the credit. I don't care because they gave us $1.8 million when we were born and $1 million every year we are breathing. We have more money. They're investing it. They have more money than they can ever take. And even when they take out, they still have to be they still monitored by the IRS. So not like they can go crazy about what they do. They have to justify themselves. They are administrators, they're corporations, and they have to justify every single penny that they bring into their office, every single penny that's being brought into their corporation. They have to justify it. But what you have to do is just give it to them. They want it, just give them the credit. It's not like it's coming out of your pocket. It's not coming out of your checking account or your your savings account. It's coming out of that birth certificate that has that's on bonded paper. It's on bonded paper. It belongs to them in the first place. Because you didn't sign. No one out there signed their birth certificate. You weren't even so how, old enough to either right.
1: So how does that make it? How does that make us entitled to it? Because they're using our name?
5: Exactly. They're using our name, and the social is associated to the name. The social is associated to the name. And actually, the social is really associated to the birth number on the birth certificate. Because that birth number on that birth certificate is in reference to the bond. So whatever your birth number is is what they're always attaching that birth certificate to. Now, on the the back of it is where that credit is being held. That E tells you where the bank and everything, the credit is being held at, whatever bank is being held at. But that bond and everything, the money that's going into it is referenced to that birth number. You know, you have a birth number. Usually, in Michigan is on the left-hand side. On the right-hand side, they have a file number. The file number is the state national part of it. That's where it was filed at the county, the hospital. The birth number is when a vital statistic uses and at your state level. That's the file cap. That's the location. Anyone time ask you the location or where's the birth certificate, your name, all-cap name, it's located in that file number. That's how you reference it. That file number, uh, not the file, sorry, the state number. The state number is where the state ID is where it's being held at. The file number is, at the, again, that's at the command. And so, just trying to give you a little history of a little background of what's going on here. The only thing they do, again, they cannot charge the third a three dimensional person. They, they they can't come after the third dimension. No, you are one of the we the people. We created them.
1: So why is they uh garnishing people bank account, putting people in jail? Why are they doing that?
5: Because you did not perform on with that performance bond, you did not do what they asked you to do. So they didn't put you in default. They asked you to pay it. You did walk in there and say, um, I'm here to pay to discharge this debt. You run in there saying, uh, you don't have any jurisdiction. Um, you are a separate, you know, you're a foreign entity. You, I mean, you came in with
1: all these excuses,
5: so you didn't give them what and they asked for, so you
1: default. And it's all about the money. So you need to, what they asked for you got it on your birth certificate and all them other certificates you got.
5: Yes, you do. The credit is already there. They had to make you have a remedy because they took the gold from the people. If they, someone take the money, then they have to make sure they have a way for you to take care of debt. How are you going to take someone's gold and then tell them later on you owe me something? How are you expecting That's fraud. That's, that's considered fraud against the American people. They had to give you a way out. It's just that that was not taught in uh, elementary school or junior high school or high school and college. These were not taught to us. You had a remedy. We all have a remedy. Matter of fact, when we were born, we exempt. We have an exemption fund that's kept at the Federal Reserve Bank, that, that number on the back of the social. You have an exemption fund. Why would you be paying for something that came from your credit in the first place? That's crazy if it belonged to you in the first place, why would you have to pay anything on it? you have an exemption ID or they call it the auto tricks you know you have as your social without the dashes it's your accuseive your accusive number as well your social without the dashes so it's kind of got like three little titles depending on what the what revenue is in you got to accusive number, you got an auto tricks number, and you got an exemption ID. Same number. Social without the dashes. You are exempt from paying taxes. Especially at the state level, they have a law of thirty one, Title thirty one, USC thirty one twenty four. Exempt from taxation, state level, or any municipality, or anything that produces a tax. You exempt from paying sta- state taxes, people. Or down at the county, property taxes. You exempt. But at their level of court, the municipal level of court, they have their statutes, which is what they're charging you off for of their statute you have to appeal it. I'm gonna appeal it to the state level, federal level. Once you're the federal level, you 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 you're exempt. You get out. We need people out there uh at, at what do you call those paralegals or whatever that, that sets things up for attorneys. They need to be helping us people get out of it. Don't be proud yeah. because you put somebody in bankruptcy and you screw their for seven years, that's nothing to be proud of. I don't understand that. You need to be out there and showing them how you are exempt from everything. Someone may not understand that, but I'm I'm telling you now, it's time that you start educating us. As we get educated, we have to educate other people. Don't be proud to tell somebody, oh, I could put you in bankruptcy and da-da-da. And what screw your credit for seven years, if not longer? So I'm gonna go on even longer than seven years. Mm-hmm. When there's ways you can get around it, there are rules and laws that they must follow to help you get around that uh, mortgage and all those other stuff, proving that you are the creditor and the money came from you in the first place. And that tell, and that is in if you go in again. Uh, publication 1212 IRS Publication 1212 That deals with OIDs Page seven, first cut paragraph nominee They get a receipt Showing they took money out of your estate It's called a 1099 OID It says you are the holder Of a debt instrument And people get confused They think you means me and you No it's not me and Beverly It's them It's the trustees the public trustees, or I call them the fiduciary trustees. And later on, they call nominees. But it says you are the holder of a debt instrument that's a 1099 OID with your TIN number, tax identification number, and somebody else's funds. So, right there, if you somehow listen to the call, please write a letter. For your situation, if you're in court or if you were getting foreclosed on or someone you know, ask the IRS to give you that first 1099 OID that was given to the public trustee. It's in your name. You don't want to give it to it. Gave it to them. And then it says you must file another.
1: So you're talking about just say a person just purchased a property. And you saying that it was the OID did on that property by the mortgage company the first year,
5: the the lender, yeah, whoever the lender was, yeah, the lender. they got uh-huh. they received they received the OID from the IRS showing that that was that was like their receipt showing that they took the money out of your estate. Mm. That's, so the, why
3: first, are they
5: that's the first foreclosure. Because you can't, you haven't proved it to him. You haven't proved that you were the one it came from. You, you have, I mean, the the judge can only go by what he sees in front of him. If you do not bring right. it in front of the judge, he cannot do a determination. You don't bring that O I D in front of him and say, Your Honor, see, my name is here, and I gave it to them. So how can they say I owe them money? It came from me originally. Right. That's your proof right there. The OID. That's your proof. And this is the I. I have to assume, if no one else believes anything else, I have to assume that the IRS know what they're talking about, because people get garnished and they go to jail and all this because of what what the IRS says. So they told me through that new that that publication twelve twelve that the, page seven. For fiduciary trustees, these public trustees, these nominees, whatever you want to call them, received funds from, from my estate. I gave it to them. I was the payer. They were the recipient. And then when they received it, they had to let you know they received it. They had to let you know it. So how did they let you know it? Well, for a utility company and most other people, they gave you a coupon. And the money is right there at the bottom of it. There's a routing number and account number right there at the bottom. They already got the funds. They didn't ask you to write another check. You were just supposed to say, I approve what you did and give it back to them. Endorse it. Give it back to them. That debt is discharged. On the public side, is discharged. Cause we you had still it, have
1: Mr. to do in. We had a person call in, and she said she, she have not paid utility bills in a while. Yeah.
5: Yeah, because she let them know they don't need to give her. The second part of that second OID is they say uh, that you're the nominee, then you must file another OID to the owner. And most people have never announced to them that they are the owner, so therefore she must have done that. And so what's that other guy, free inhabitants who get a check every month. Mm-hmm. You let them know who you are. Why would they send you a bill knowing that they only have to write you a check for that same bill back to you? Waste of paperwork. So you could tell them how you but, want it. It says you. Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I was just saying, you know, they they getting paid twice because they got it out your account. And then they and you sending them money in, and they not gonna tell you not to. So it's like, okay, if they don't know, and they want to give me this money. I'm, I'm gonna take it, and that's what they're doing. That's
5: that's what they're doing. They can't. They can They cannot sit there and deny you your right to be stupid. <laughs> they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh... What would they
4: want to do?
5: You, you want to be stupid because you don't know how to read or you don't know how to look at what they're doing or know, you know, the information. And, and I, I, I'm going to tell you something, people. Sometimes I know it's difficult sometimes to see, you know, how do I get publication 1212? How did I know I need it? Sometimes you don't need to know. It's called law of attraction. You put that out in your mind. You put it in the air. It will come to you. It will come to you. You got to put it out there, though. Join people. When you was in, when your children went to college, when you went to college, I assume you had a study group that with other people that were there, some of them would be able to give you information that you just didn't understand when you went through and read it. I know I did. I had, you know, needed a study group. So, you know, these, these are things you put out there. You have to find people, let they say, of like-minded they are like-minded and Facebook and all these other social medias. are you kidding me? So if they're in another state. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Facebook got some of everybody out there are talking about any and everything. Maybe you could find someone that could talk about what you're interested in. I guarantee somebody out there willing to work with you. And you be surprised the information that comes to your to your
1: knowledge. Let me give out the number. The number is three two three six four two one five eight six. That's three two three six four two one five eight six. Push the number one. This is the time to ask your questions, make your comments, and so we we all are figuring this out together. So don't be shy.
5: And give them your website so they can download some previous calls.
1: Uh, okay. If you want to listen to Mr. Rice uh other shows that he has done in the last what's well, been two years or almost, uh, you can go to blog talk radio. That's all one word dot com. Blogtalkradio dot com forward slash truth, T R U T H The number two power, P O W E R, truth to power. And you can listen to the archives. And you can listen to this show uh, when it's over with, too.
5: Yeah, and I do have a lot of uh, paperwork that I've done, paperwork, letters, things that I did in the past uh, on scribe, S C R I B D dot com, scribe dot com. Forward slash rice tech, and I have a, um, I think I think I got about fifty something over fifty some letters in there. Some of them older, some of them you know updated. And my Skype, if I, you want to really talk to me, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, and my, my Skype is rice tech six five five seven. So th- this is why I mean by you need to be online. You all need to have be computer literate. I don't know how you just can't really do this without knowing that you got the information that's already out there for you just to pull up for
1: uh, you know online
5: for yourself.
1: Okay, we do have a caller. Three zero one two two one.
2: Caller three zero one two two one. Yes, how you doing, Mar?
1: This is Juliet. Um, Hi, Juliet.
2: you doing my question is you mentioned that um, that they put in they put in positions for us to be able to discharge our debt now do one have to be um, does this apply to everyone or you have to have changed status to be able to do this
3: no
5: it, it, it applies to everyone they took okay. everyone where well, they they kind of took everyone's money Juliet you so you assume right. that it has applied to everyone,
2: okay, so you don't have to be you no know, secure party or anything like that to to do some of these discharge, right?
5: No, you are automatically okay. you're automatically a representative of the straw man, they only charging a straw man. But when you okay. sign it, you sign it as a representative of your straw man, and it was the straw man that they charged in the first place.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Okay. And
5: they gave you the coupon, and the coupon has what? The straw man name on there. So they send it to you, and they already have the funds right there at the bottom of the coupon. It tells you it has the rally number, account number, and even have the amount that you – that. The bill is on. It's on. It's down at the bottom as well. So all you need to do is give it back to them. In other words, they gave you a blank check. Well, maybe wrong blank, but they gave you a check. All you need to do is endorse it and send it back to them. Just say, Hey, I approve it. I approve it. Release the funds and give it back to me. But now, so we're not. Go go
2: ahead.
5: Hold on. No, yeah, they're only going to give it back to the owner. They're not going to give it back to the authorized representative. They're only going to give it back to the owner. So you need to do, to show them that you're the owner, is to also file and give them a carbon copy of a 1099-A. That shows okay. that you're a lender and they're the borrower. Okay. And you send, you send a red copy to the IRS. So you're not letting the IRS know, oh, yeah, they took money out of my account and they didn't pay taxes on it because you're going to check box five where it says Aband- you're abandoned. you send sending it to them as abandonment. they abandoned paying taxes. They took money, but no one's paid taxes. So you're letting them know, I'm really unwilling to pay it. I approve this, and I'm willing, willing to pay it. Okay.
2: Have you heard about um, they have this remedy out there where you use the coupon um, and you're endorsing it to the United States, and then you attach it, well, at, you also use the 1040B with that, and the W-4. Have you heard of that? Well,
5: not the W-4. I, I know okay. what you're saying. And that is, it's there's two different situations here. There's, there's a okay. discharge, which is always on the public side, and then there's a the uh-huh. set-off, which is on the private side. Now they took money out of your estate,
3: uh-huh. and then
5: it based on the Publication twelve twelve that they're going to return it to the owner. So if you get the money in your hand, there's still a situation that hasn't been solved. Who's going to put the money back in the estate? So that's what that's what the second part is. You send the ten ninety nine a, 1099-8, but when you send the uh, the original coupon goes to the treasurer. You know. Along with the ten forty G, or or you could put a dollar stamp on there, or whatever it is, and and a two dollars two cent stamp, and you sign across it to set it off on the private side. It has to go because if you do it, then you better pay taxes at the end of the year and put it back in. Or again, you let them know you're exempt, so you're in the worry mm-hmm. about paying taxes, but it has to be reported that you receive the fund the, the funds. Okay. Okay. But that's only if okay. you receive it from Most time, you won't receive anything because you never told them you were the owner. So they're going to keep it. They're, that's what public trustees are there for. They're there because they don't know who the creditor is. So they're keeping it till you announce to them that you are the creditor. Now, the 1099-A is another way of saying, excuse me, I'm the owner. I'm the lender. Which you are. <laughs> In the first place, they fill an A out. They don't state it in publication 1212. So, you know, they, put, they, they keep something they keep out. But they had to do acquisition. A, the 1099A has two purposes, an acquisition and it's an abandonment. They had to acquire. No one could get money from somebody without doing an acquisition. And that drew the money out. Now, when you do it to, for them, when you give them an A, you're saying you abandoned. You took the money out and you have abandoned. You check box five saying, yeah, the, the the borrower was supposed to pay taxes. You're saying that in box five. When you check box five on a nine nine a you're saying, yeah, the borrower has to pay taxes. They didn't check that box five when they filled the A out at the mm. beginning. They, for, for acquisition, they didn't, they didn't check box five.
2: So when they, send you a, when they send you back a check, or if they do send you back a check, is it something that you can cash or something you have to put in a different kind of account? Like a Well, a, uh,
5: well yeah, according yeah, you know, co- according to free and happening, he gets a check, so I assume he cash it in. But you still have to report it at the end of the year.
2: Right. Okay. If
5: they gave okay. if they gave me the OID as they says in publication twelve twelve, with OID, whether people believe it or not, it's the same thing as a W-2. The OID is a W-2. They just put another name on it. And the W W-2 is your employer telling the IRS, this is how much money we took out of the state to pay this person to do their job. So in other words, you paid yourself, and you don't even know it. You think it came from your employer. No, uh-huh. he took the out of your state, and he gave you a W-2, a carbon copy, because the original went to the IRS saying, this is what I took out and we're giving them the W two so they can file it on their taxes. Okay. It's the same process, just different methods. One use a W two, but if you're okay. dealing with utilities or people who got bills, your credit card, all these other people, they go, they use the word O I D. But though, if you look under the uh, IR, the uh, Internal Revenue Manual sixty two hundred nine mm-hmm. section two, it gives you a list of all these forms. All but one form. It gives you a list of all the forms, but one. The one form they don't give you is the W four t. People, you better you need the W four t to have them stop taking anything out of your check. But in the meanwhile, you'll see is the W two and the O I D is the same tax class. Okay. Okay. Yeah. right. Thank you. uh, Thank you, you,
3: caller.
5: Thank now, you, Carla. The,
1: now, uh, that W4T, is that you telling them that don't telling the employer not to take that extra money out of your account that you will handle it at the end of the year? You will take care of yes. the tax part? Okay.
5: Yes. Yes. you saying you tell Again. the employer, hey, now, no, no, i handle it at the end of the year.
1: Okay, and then at the end of the year, is that when you do a OID, you could is, and, and that's how you handle it through the OID. When you file an OID on uh, your bank account or something like that, how do you handle it?
5: Well, see, the OID is is what they have to give you, just like the W. Mm-hmm. Your your boss gave you a W two, and he's still going to give you probably a W two. Because he still took your salary out. You just ain't going to have nothing else taken out. Right. So you're going to still get a W-2 at the end of the year. So whatever you made for that year, whatever your salary is for that year, is going to be reported to the IRS as an income. Now, your problem Mm -hmm. is you would get most of it back if you file the correct tax form. If you file a 1040, that is not the correct tax form. So you would be cheated and they would take money out or you'll be owing. You you are in a state, you are in a trust. If anything, you should be doing a 1041. But they are both limited, 1040, 1041 are limited for three years. There's a form called a a tax form called a 709 that has no statutes of limitations. You go back as far as you want to go back. And it has a tax credit that if you make less than three hundred and thirty thousand, that you get it all back. you know, so in other words, you got a check through the year, and then you want them getting the same amount at the end of the year. Why do you think they don't tell us about this? Why would you go to work? <laughs> you know Why uh-huh. would I even bother about two checks you know, for nothing, really? Well, one check you work for, but the second one you got for nothing. This is why you're not hearing them talk about this stuff. You don't hear about that 709. Just like you don't hear about what we're talking about on the call, publication 1212. That is not for the public. That's for the private. But does it mean you have to know what the enemy is talking about? What are they doing? I'm trying to let you know what they're doing. Because
1: and, and you talk stupid. to some, you talk to some tax people uh, you know, working for, uh, what's the big tax company that they got out? Um, h and Block. Yeah, and they didn't even know. They went to school and everything, trained for that, and they didn't even know about Publication Uh, 1212. Yeah, but they,
5: they knew about the 709,
1: though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, some yeah. know, because I've talked to some and they like, well, we never did the seven hundred nine. We don't know about you know. A lot of them don't. They all they do is that uh, the other one.
5: Yeah, the ten forty. Well, again, yeah. that's what that's what's taught, oh, uh, to the people in urban cities. But well, I guarantee, yeah. you go out there and you learn out and, uh, go go look, go through Louisville. the hills. Yeah, they don't know about no ten forty. Come on,
1: people. Yeah, yeah, but
5: you. You yourself know you have an estate trust. Why are you even? The problem is that you don't know that you need to change your social to an EIN format. Put the first two numbers dash and then the rest of the numbers in there. The next seven numbers after that. You have to change the format of it. It's an estate, so you change numbers. The numbers are not duplicated. The numbers, the exact numbers are not duplicated, or oh, how they arrange. They can have two dashes. One dash or no dashes. And they each going to have the same, and they're talking about the same account. Whether it's two dashes, one dash, or no dashes.
1: It's talking
2: about
5: the same account.
1: So what you're saying is the same account. Uh, but one could be like a savings account. One could be like a checking account. You know how we have two different accounts at the bank, but they still the same account. Is that is that what you're talking about?
5: No, 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 no. I'm talking no. about filing okay. taxes. Only reference to the IRS and filing taxes, because you're talking about people who took money out of your estate. And believe me, if anyone else, uh, you go, go to, uh, no. again, Go to a, a, I'm talking. 20, 20, 26 USC number one, tax rate, 26 people. Go out there look at 26 USC one, the first one, 26 USC one. Now, 26 is supposed to be you know dealing with the IRS or whatever. It actually is the internal revenue. And look at the tax rate. Look at the difference between a married, single, divorced, Versus an estate trust, the the taxes is almost nil. It's almost nil. Bring it if you maybe anyone out there, please bring it up and give me a call. Juliet, look it up. Call me back. Um,
1: it's almost nil. What I was talking about, Mr. Rice, was the format of our social security number. When you were saying we could use it with both of the dashes. One dash, no dash. You were saying it's the same account, but they, it's, and I was trying to say it's like how the public account is set up as, like one set up as a saving, one is a checking, but they the same account. That's what I was was talking
5: about, oh, how we okay. use those
1: dashes.
5: I get you. I get you. They're, they're under the same person. It's just that. One is a savings and one yeah. is a checking. Or, right, right. Yeah, yeah. In a way, yeah, in a way it is. In, in a way it is. In, in a way it is. They're they all referencing the same account. They're all pretty much referencing the same account. But we have to understand that if we keep filing using those two dashes and filling out those 1040, we're cheating ourselves. Actually, those tax people, they, they, need, to be, they need to go to court for, for fraud. You need to sue them for fraud. So they know you're in a state, they they know you're in a state, but they're only looking at how you file it with the social number. Uh-huh. Now they see, okay, they're going to give me their social security number, then they are, they're their U.S. citizen, and I'm going to have to file them under this 1040, which is really only for federal employees. They're only for federal employees. And and again, I gave you earlier today, 31, Title 31, USC, 3134, exempt from taxation. The first part deals with the state. You're not supposed to pay any taxes with the state. But if you look at Part B, number two, the rest of the people, federally, uh, it has to be evidence of ownership. It must be evidence of ownership. It's in there like three times. Evidence of ownership. That means that The federal government have to give you the check. They have to prove that you got the check from them. Read 31 U.S.C. 3124. Give me a call and tell me what do you see it as being. Maybe I'm not reading it right. Tell me, 31 U.S.C. 3124. Uh, But I know the first part said you're exempt from paying state taxes for any municipality or anything that's used to calculate a tax which is we know next month everybody's going to get an assessment on their property taxes. Everyone's going to get an assessment on their property taxes. And I think they give you like a week or two to rebuttal it, but that's not going to work because all they're going to do is say that the tax assessor uh, looked at the neighborhood and, and, and this is the correct tax assessment on the property they're not going to the U.S.C. They're not going to look at 31 U.S.C., uh, 3124. They don't even look at that. All they do doing is saying that the tax assessor correctly assessed the tax for that property using their statutes. So you're going to have to appeal it to a higher court. Just try to let you all know. You're going to have to appeal it to a higher court. But come on, folks, I gave you two homework assignments, two assignments now. Come on, someone, 26 USC number one. Please, somebody call in, press one. If you don't have a computer, why you even on not call? Don't even call me. If you ain't got a computer, Or you can type it in and look at it. Don't just get a pencil and paper and write it down. Become computer literate. 31 USC, 3124. Look at that one. 26 USC, one. Call in. Let me are you listening? Why bother? I know I got forty five minutes, but we can cut it we can shut it down now <laughs> if y'all want We can okay. shut it down right now.
1: <laughs> okay. I think this I want call it back in. Uh three oh one four five six. Got it. Three 30- um, oh this okay.
6: Dave this is can you hear me? This is David talking to you. Uh, Hi David, at, uh, yes, we can hear you. I'm looking at uh, U.S. Code 3124, Exemption from Taxation, and just going straight to the crux of the matter. It says uh, stocks and obligations of the United States government are exempt from taxation by a state or political subdivision of a state. The exemption applies to each uh, form of taxation that would require the obligation, the interest on the obligation, or both, to be considered in computing a tax except one a non-discriminatory franchise tax or other non-property tax instead of a franchise tax imposed on a corporation and and this is what Myron was referring to an estate or inheritance tax. Yeah,
5: those those are like I said those are, those are exceptions but you know we we've been looking at the first part where it just said any state or municipality or anything that's computed with a tax? Isn't that on there? Computed with a tax?
0: Um, did
6: I the a State or political subdivision subdivision of the state. And it applies to each form of taxation that requires the obligation. Yeah, it's
1: like computing at the, the last, at the very end of okay. A. Yeah, right, right at the
6: yeah, I think okay. that right after that is in, yeah, yeah, obligation on both to be considered in computing a tax, except, and then it goes on.
3: Yeah. So you well, to,
5: right. basically, those other things are not something you worry about, but it just saying computing as a tax is what you're going to get next month. Your assessment, your tax mm-hmm. assessment on your property, it's, it's being computed for you to pay taxes well, I think that fifteenth of August and the thirty first the fifteenth of December, I believe is when those taxes are due. Again, we just you just said the title is exemption from tax aid. Why? They're obligations. Obligations. And let's go back, let's go back to what? In nineteen thirty three, June the fifth, HR one ninety two, or statutes at large, 18 uh stat one twelve and one thirteen. Every obligation shall be discharged dollar for dollar. every obligation, and you just stated those obligations of taxes of, of of municipalities those are obligations. Why? Because you didn't sign those things that's given from the government. Well if the government gave it, government should pay the taxes. Why are we paying on what that was theirs? Let them pay it. Let let them take care of their own stuff. Not you and me. You and me. But read that second part so we can see what everybody else is supposed to be paying federally. That second part kind of deal with the federal.
6: David, are you still there? Sorry, I put you on uh, mute. <laughs> Okay. Uh, the tax status uh, you talking about B, the tax status of interest on obligations and dividends, earnings or other income from uh, evidences of ownership issued by the government or an agency, and the tax treatment of gain and loss from the disposition of those obligations and evidences of ownership is decided under the Internal Revenue Code of 1986, 26 USC 1. Uh, I guess what the ECSQ stands for. I don't know. And yeah. obligation well, of the
5: federal. Yeah, e- evidence of you. You know, evidence of ownership by the government. It said, in that way, saying that first, the first evidence of ownership it said evidence of ownership by the government. So that yeah,
3: means that federal
5: government. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: So that that means that if you get a check from the federal government, then that you got to pay taxes on it. Other than that, if you're not working for the federal government, what the heck are you paying taxes at the federal level?
6: Actually, the next line says it's pretty good. It says an obligation that the Federal Housing Administration had agreed under a contract made before March 1st, 1941, to issue at a future date has the tax exemption privileges provided by the authorizing law at the time of the contract. This is subsection does not apply to obligation and evidences of ownership issued by the District of Columbia, a territory or possession of the United States, or a department, agency, instrumentally or politically subdivision of the district, territory, or possession.
5: Yeah. And, and I always understand, people, if you do get a letter from the IRS and it says, and you say it says you owe money, the coupon says payment on the coupon. Now, it don't say make a payment above the dotted line. It says payment on the coupon. It has to be assessed. They want you to assess it, meaning someone took funds out of your estate and no taxes have been paid on it. So they just need you to sign in and say, okay, the people who took it out, I approved it, and he, and I'm giving you your coupon back. But we, we have to understand that We have to approve what's been taken out of our estate. There are some things, now this is the part we have to understand too, we need to understand. If the estate needs a car, if your estate needs a house, you know, you should be able to get those items and you don't have to even pay taxes on them. If you ask for it, you don't have to pay taxes on them. You should be using that social without the numbers on it, without the dashes. Because the state don't have to pay what they was going to be beneficial to the estate. The state owns the house. The state owns the tax. All those other funds is going to some other corporations, Those need to be, you know, shown to be taxed and assessed. But if your estate needs a house, your estate needs a car, then then you should be able to feel like your old 1099 you know, and get it for the estate you wanna, And then you check down there Don't check box five. You say the ball does not have to pay taxes Now you good
1: Okay um, I have another call uh, Let's see 513-545 513-545 Hello,
7: hello, hello, hello
1: Hello. Do we hear you? We
7: hear you?
1: Yes. Yes, yes. we can hear
7: you now. I just want to say good evening, evening to you, Mr. Good Myron. Good evening. How you doing, Myron? Bye, sir. Yes, sir. I've been uh, I've been following up on um, a couple of processes just following week back. But uh, right now, I'm just listening in on the show. Um had some great things happen once again. Um, I had, had, had took the GSA forms and sent it into the probate court, and I got a letter back trying to eliminate those bonds. And
3: what,
7: it what seems form that.
5: What forms form did you send them? Because there's a bunch of GSAs. What forms?
7: I did the standard form 30, the amendment to the contract, and just did surety. I did do the bonds, and the lady sent me a letter back saying that she she don't understand what she um uh, supposed to do with the forms, and she wanted me to give her a call, you know, tomorrow's Monday. So I'm thinking maybe I'm going at the raw department. I need to probably go to the treasurer.
5: Um, that's a good question because I never I never knew anyone to put GSA bonds in with the uh, probate. Probate the ones that usually have all the certificate of titles themselves. I never thought of it that way, um, how it would be used. But who? Is, ask, first of all, make sure the lady is bonded. Okay.
7: Yes, sir. And that's what I that's what I had as a response to her letter to answer first are you bonded
5: yeah if you're not bonded then she won't know because remember these uh, GSA these bonds have to be brokered and if you ain't bonded you you ain't brokered you you know you're not a broker you can't cash it in and according to the see? international law, UCC 3-603 you have to give it to the person who has authority to take care of it
7: exactly see I, I, I didn't do the um uh, Standard form 14, uh, sixteen and eighteen. I just did the amendment to the contract and the surety, the fourteen fourteen. I stopped there and then issued the uh, the other forms because I figured that that should be enough in order to get her, you know, the probate to do what I need them to do, which is. Well, what are you modifying? What are
5: you modifying? Because the the FS thirty is a modification. What are you modifying?
7: The marriage
5: license certificate. Well, you okay. you, you modify it to do what? Because uh, you're not uh, you you married, and I'm gonna understand. It. I'm just yeah, you, know, you know, we got other people on the line. I just want to make sure everyone understands what you're saying, and I want to myself understand. You have a marriage certificate, and you filling out a modification to do because I don't understand modifications like social security. They giving you two hundred, and I want to modify it to. 2000 You know, that's a modification. If someone's giving me something, then I use the SF-30 to modify what's given to me to make it a a different amount. I don't understand how you're modifying a marriage certificate because you're not getting any money from it. Are you?
7: Because my understanding was the SF-30 was for modification or liquidation.
5: No, 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 no. It's modification. I know it says you have to liquidate it, but then those those bonds that they have, those you gotta put in that uh, fourteen sixteen and fourteen eighteen for them to liquidate those are the bonds you look at that they have. They got a payment bond and a performance bond that okay. needs to be
0: liquidated.
5: But I don't even know if that is even the situation because it's a certificate. And I, basically you need to be asking them as Fiduciary trustees that make sure she's understand for if she's if she's bonded that make her a fiduciary trustee. Are you the fiduciary trustee? So, cause I want to liquidate the the marriage certificate. Cause I, I sound like that's what you're trying to do. You want to liquidate one of the the bond the marriage certificate. Did you give them the marriage certificate? Did you endorse the back of it and give it back to them?
7: I didn't endorse the back of them, but I I put the uh, banker's acceptance on the front of it.
3: Hmm.
5: Yeah, that one I'm I'm not sure. I I always thought you had to modify. Uh, you know, what I say. Um, you have to endorse them on the back. You know, I know the birth certificate. You can't put nothing on the front, but I don't think the marriage certificate is, is in the same realm as the birth certificate.
7: Certificate. Okay, see yeah. because yeah, see, because I had um uh, did just that process, but I'm also working on the birth certificate, the social security, and the marriage license was one of them, so that's one of them that I had done this this week back, and I had got a response from probate,
5: well, again, you have to state it as being surrendered, you surrender anything, what was those laws I gave? Uh, yesterday, let me give you some laws. So when you talk to them, maybe maybe these laws might help you a little bit uh, liquidating and terminating the what they call it the collateral trust security. That's what it is. They are collateral trust securities, and you want to yes, liquidate those collateral yes, trust securities. Let me give you some laws. You talking about laws. the C F R
1: form? Is that what you're talking
5: yeah. about? Yeah, liquidate a collateral. Uh, Uh, twenty CFR
7: four two two. Yeah, twenty CFR four two two point eight two four. Okay. And they also apply for Ohio.
5: I'm sorry. Go ahead. What What were you saying?
7: Uh, does that apply for Ohio? Because I'm, I'm in Ohio.
5: Well, CFR is code of federal regulation. That's what every every corporation has to have their rules, uh, and that's their rules. Period. That's the the CFR are the rules that they must follow. It's like it's like their employee manual. Okay. But they all have to follow this here. Yeah, because any rule that they do, and this is what Trump did, did a couple of cases back in November. October. Um, Someone can't, they just can't tell you something over the counter. Oh, we don't do this. We don't, no, no, no. I need to see your rules. I need to see where you, not only did you, you have, it's under the federal register. It's probably under the federal register or the code of federal registration or or under the uh, um, what's what's that uh, office? Oh my God, I can't think of the office that all the rules are under Uh, GPO, general GPO
7: general. G S A? No, that's not. That general No uh, mm-hmm. GPO. GPO. I also faxed it and instead of doing it the uh, certified mail and private capacity, do I need to go into the UPU and faxing is not a smart thing to do? I would
5: it if the post office is a public uh, official uh, people who deliver mail. So if the post office delivered to them and they stamped it and signed it, then they can't say they didn't receive it. A fax could go into a public, it could be a public fax, and, so, and the person you want to give it to may not have received it. But if you got someone's name on the envelope and, and you send it to them, certified, and remember it don't cost no money, tax procure You need to go listen to tax it. Tax precurie. I've been
7: trying to work on how to do that tax procure. And actually, you know, build up the goals to do it because I'm like looking at the tax procure and like, you know, doing a couple of tries and just thinking like this looks so, you know, out of the... I,
2: I, I got,
5: I done did, let me see, two weeks ago I sent 14 out, Uh, 12 got delivered, two of them came back and I just sent them first class, all, all of them certified. The week before that I did 10 and two of them came back. Eight got delivered. Uh, Twelve got delivered. So, I mean, okay. name, I don't mind. And then the ones I sent back to them, they were cc to someone. So I, I just did first class mail, paid 95 cents or something like that. But the point is being, it, it it seemed to work okay. It's been working for me recently. But the, you want the post office to be the people because you got a tracking and everything. You can go a tracking and, and they tell you the time they delivered it. So it's you know, I look at things as if I always gotta go in front of a judge. So that's the that's the evidence that they had it. Now they could throw it in file thirteen, which could be the trash. It don't matter. You got notified.
7: Yes, now sir. you wanna I term- had actually did that because I heard uh Patrick Devine had had mentioned something about he faxed faxed his forms in and got got you know some some taken care of. So I had I had his fax machine and phone and office and everything at my home, so I wanted to utilize it more, but I've been doing yeah. so much stuff for certified mail, registered mail.
5: But you've been you've been paying for. I'm just saying I'm not saying faxing is not a good thing. I, I just like to use what if it don't cost me anything because I I don't even go to post. I just stick it in a mailbox somewhere in in the city. I just throw it in the mailbox. And the ones that didn't get oh. delivered went went to Lansing, which is our capital city, and they were they were sent to the Secretary of State unfortunately, my sister worked for them, and they actually gave her one of the letters. And she said, I'm giving this back to you, brother. You can't be doing it. I'm like, well, I got 11, 12 of them say they did, so what are you telling me? So I have to report uh, my capital city to the uh, Postal Inspector General and say, these people are hindering my mail to be delivered. So I'm going to be doing that because she going to... You don't send it back to me, times. I'm not doing you a favor. I'm sending it back to you. Uh-uh, I need something on there saying you didn't accept it or whatever. So when I give the envelope to the postal inspector, I'm saying this is them showing that they're hindering my, my mail being delivered. But yeah, I'm just yes, stating sir. this is the situation I ran into because I, I don't know. I guess they saw my name and figured oh, my sister's there. So she worked for the difficult mail place or whatever. But okay. I, I'm not I, But you have to look at Surrendering things back to them, and I don't know Ohio laws. You see, Michigan has laws how you surrender certificate of titles and stuff like that. Okay. And, um, no, that's
1: right. You yes. had also gave you had also gave us forty USC thirty one thirty one. Did that have anything to do with liquidation?
5: Yeah, and that that was one I was just about to mention. I just brought it up. Okay. Forty oh, okay. 143- it said bonds of contractors of public buildings and works. Basically, it's talking about performance bonds and payment bonds. But see, he didn't even send those in, so I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I did not
3: like that the,
7: the, the um um the uh, amendment to solicitation of 30 and the 1414. But there, there's no yeah. problem for me to get busy and. Do the full process with the sixteen to eighteen because once you do the sixteen eighteen there's a ten uh, forty uh, public voucher also within that process have, have you ever noticed that Myra? that 1047? Uh, the ten forty v
5: is is a public voucher no, but see
7: not ten forty v I'm talking about the ten forty seven is a kind of public voucher that you print out.
5: Well, I understand 1047, according to Patrick, was for people with receipts. If you got receipts and you told them receipts up and send them in, then that 1047 is used. I don't know. I have no idea what any other purpose it would be used for other than for receipts. But what you're doing is you have a bond. That, that marriage certificate. Maybe you need to go to probate and get a certified copy of it if you don't have the original with you. And that way it's true and correct. And then you endorse the back of it, and you send it back to them using Patrick Divine bill of credit, you know, a uh, bill, oh uh, yeah, bill of credit, sir. and send it back yes, to sir. them, or do it as a special, a de, uh, special deposit back into probate, so that makes them your trustees.
3: Okay. See, okay. a special More deposit
5: makes them the trustee. Now they work for you. And this is what you do with anybody out there that have any judgments. You go to the clerk of the court or the clerk of the judge clerk or whatever and get a certified copy of it and then you redeposit it back at the clerk uh, under special deposit and you give the judge an order because now you put him back to where he was. He should have been in the first place. You put him where they should be as public trustees because then they're trying to act like they're some holier in thou now. So that special deposit put them back in
7: their place. Yes, sir. I understand. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to try to catch you on Wednesday. I was trying to catch you on this Wednesday. I think that Beverly had to show this Wednesday.
5: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Keep us abreast on what you're doing because it's something again that 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 marriage certificate I hear like what 11.5 million dollars or something like that. Well, That would be something to cash in because I know. Come in out there yeah. if you check the report. It should have came out of that bond. The point is understand it's a bond. Now, if they agree it's a bond and you sort of get a certified copy of it, I would personally go down to any kind of broker firm, brokerage house and see if they can cash it in. Anyone who's bonded should be able to cash it in for you. if especially if it's on bonded paper, why wouldn't and it's got a number on there? Why wouldn't they cash it in?
7: That's why that uh, certified copy with from the paper and that's something that I printed out from the website.
5: Yeah. A yes, certified sir. copy will prove. Yeah. A certified copy will prove it's good. It's not some copy someone downloaded off the website. Yeah. A certified copy will make it true. and It means it's true and correct.
7: See, I'm having a whole you know, clear understanding because when, when you're doing certain things and people are getting the copy in their hand, they're looking at it like, well, I don't know what you want me to do with this. That's, that's the letter that she sent and there's other callers on, okay. I'm not gonna take up much time. Once again, Beverly D. This is King Jaffers Ali, coming out of Ohio. I say hello, good evening, okay. to everybody. Thank you, right. Really appreciate you. I love you. Thank you.
1: We appreciate you, King. Thank you. 19, thank you. Beverly. Thank you. Okay. Um. Any other? So, any other calls? No. No, and the number okay. is is uh three two, three 323- two three. 642 1586
5: 323
1: 642
5: 1586 and push one. And uh, if
1: you have something to say, nobody on so, the, so, nobody on your, <laughs> oh, they nobody on your little line, nobody on your little line is typing in nothing. <laughs> no, no, they just listening today. They, they not, uh, Raising hands, they're not asking questions now, what he was doing with that liquidation now why is he going to the probate? I mean, like my marriage license I got it from the from the clerk's office, so why 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 is he going to the probate? That's who you liquidate when you're liquidating it that's who you liquidate it through the courts or through well, the administrator where you got it from the- the county clerk.
5: Yeah, and and I I believe isn't probate probate is under the county. You know, it's it's like the same mm-hmm. people. But I'm not sure okay. again. i never, I never heard anyone doing that. And that I I understand what he's doing. Again, who he's okay. doing it with is not, I'm not sure. itself 'cause because the county clerk would would definitely be uh pro, you know would have a broker license, be bonded. So it seemed to me that would might be where you want because I think the county clerk is over the whole county, aren't they? Well, I know there's yeah. a county, county administrator and there's a board, there's a, a county board or whatever, but they don't do nothing but make regulations. But I think the county clerk is someone that would be someone that would be able to give you some information. Make her your fiduciary trustee, him mm-hmm. or her, you know. Right,
4: right.
1: Because that's where, I, you know, I was, that's who I was thinking about terminating minds with with the county clerk. You know, but they, like you say, though in in our city, the probate court and the clerk, they all in the same building.
5: Yeah, which makes it difficult to know. But we don't
1: actually Michigan. My when when um,
5: Ron March and I went down there to try to change our name in a small cap. Of course, that didn't happen. We were told mm-hmm. by one of the that Michigan. Uh, Detroit doesn't have a probate court. They haven't had one since 1996. But they, cause they they like that they it all up with third, third circuit court. Mm. We don't have a probate court here. I mean, it, it, they put it with third circuit court, which is you know that's the court that they uh, get your houses from. They 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 wind up stealing your houses in and all this other stuff that you don't
1: know about. Now so it's, it's, it's probate. Court, is that common law court? Is that what's the difference between Third Circuit and probate? <clears throat> I, the
5: registrar that's on the bottom of your birth certificate signed that signed it is an officer in probate court. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's common law. I'm not really sure. That's, that's okay. a good question. Okay. Maybe someone who got the answer to that could call in and find out is that common law? Or what? Because again, Third Circuit court is not common law court. Third Circuit is. Mm-hmm. It? I let you tell okay. them. Now, if you go and file a case and say chancery court, now you're talking about going into a common law court. But you have to ask for that. You, if you don't ask for it, then they automatically put you in the Admiralty Court. So yeah. you have to, when you file a complaint, you have to say, I want it filed under Chancery Court. Uh, you're going to wind up getting different judges or whatever, I guess, or different attitudes that you're going to wind up talking to.
1: Well, I know uh, a, a month or so ago I was listening to the, some people in California, I'm not California, New York, and I, I think they were the, some moors or something, and that's what they were dealing with, the chancery court, and they was locking them up for uh, terrorists.
5: Yeah, well, I don't know. How to, right. Yeah, well, we don't know what they were doing, so it's hard to say. Right, right. Because sometimes they ask for something and then they wind up doing something else. But yeah. uh, what I'm hopefully, i would, I'm hopefully looking at is that, uh, uh, and, you know, we have Tracy looking at it with this other group that I was talking to. How you're able uh-huh. to bring in marriage certificates, death certificates, divorce. All these paperwork should be brought into an an estate uh, trust. Uh And I have to understand an estate trust is different than a trust trust, or an estate Uh is different than a trust. But you have to bring them in, and then you control it. Now, and through through the IRS, noticing that this is now under the estate EIN or whatever, you be able to get a letter from the IRS and be able to represent all those certificates that you have will be recognized out there in the, uh, in the public. Because a lot of these people in the public, they don't want to do nothing right because they don't feel you have a control over it. This is what this one person is doing. So I just put mm-hmm. it out there. You might want to look at starting that estate trust and then, or I would say estate. Not a trust because mm-hmm. it's two separate. Okay. Open up an state, and then a, a put all those items inside your estate. Your birth certificate, no, not your birth, well your children's birth certificate, your um, uh, marriage license, death certificates of family members. This person's going back. Who knows how far back they're going? There's no statute of limitation. Mm-hmm. And and keep it and then I understand because 'cause isn't that what rich people, Kennedys and all that, they got one estate, they all have they don't own yep. nothing. They own they right. don't own a car, they don't own a house, they don't own nothing. Everything is, is the estate. Right. And this is that this is what they do. Well, it seems like we quit reinventing the wheel and apparently we have well, we don't have we law of attraction, somebody out there that know how to deal with the rich folks stuff, please. Well, they can't tell us over the line, but hey, you got calls, you can, call. What's your
1: Skype number? Yeah, my TV. Skype is right tech
5: six five five seven. Give us a head up. You know, I don't, the names won't be called out. The number. Get All how you right. you open? You know, and she did it on an SS four, so apparently it's not anything that's difficult to set up that estate. But mm-hmm. well, what wording we need, and hopefully. We got someone in the group who's gonna address that. Group.
1: Okay.
5: But okay. The out there. I've got different people, you know. Uh, St. Louis down there. I know got St. Louis down there listening in. And you know, how do you open up this estate so that you can put in all of these certificates in your children? And, now, now you got real protection on all of them, and no one could come after this. You got some real protection. That's that's what we want to do. Protect and get our families inheritance. We don't have uh, any inheritance funds coming in when they're out there spending it left and right. Our dead family members uh is being is buying houses for uh an attorney who's some kind of authorized representative in probate. As you know, they got a probate got a judge and everyone had to go to probate um and they got a uh and if they don't have a will, they got this authorized representative, and even if they made you the executor of the state, that's, that's on your side, but they still have, on the prosecutor's side, they still got an uh, authorized representative, and he's he's willing to cash in that, that uh, death certificate. It's like you do your birth certificate. They, it's, it's no different. So why can't we learn to do that? How can we, we could cash in, but why don't we fill out 1099A? Acquisition from the uh, IRS, you know, and say this is for the Mm -hmm. state. The state, uh, right? The state needs.
3: Well,
1: that seems like that. What 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 we have to work under, like you said, a state and trust, because that's what they operated. That's what they got everything under a state and trust. Nothing is like individual.
5: Yeah. And this is what we need. This is what we must start looking at and bring it to the forefront. Help people out here. Cause we're not gonna get no money working and thinking that we have a job, you know, and then that job is, you know, it kills me folks. I got a job, I'm mm-hmm. no worried about it. You working today, next month you could your company could shut down. You don't even
1: know it. They won't right. let you
5: until know they tell you, don't even punch in, you know.
1: And most <laughs> they, of these they they jobs now nah, they got They have at will clause now. So, you know, you could come in and they they can tell you 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 gone, bye. And ain't nothing you can do.
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah, you can't you can't do nothing. You you didn't plan on it. They wouldn't tell you. They don't wanna tell you ahead of time.
1: Right. So So, anybody say it's time to wake up. We got ten more minutes, Mr. Rice.
5: Well, well, I don't any have anything to do with you.
1: A comment. Uh just the time for y'all to call in because 'cause we're down to the last uh, few minutes here. Yep,
5: yep, yep, yep. Come on folks. Give us a give us a situation. Give us some things that you done. What have you done that seemed to be pretty successful for you, your your family, or how are you protecting your family, your children, you know? Let us know,
3: We're please. Because folks are out
1: there... Okay, we have a caller. Uh, 248-688. 248.
0: Good evening, Bill and good evening, Mr. Rice. Bryce, how are you guys? I'm listening to the call enjoying mm-hmm. it greatly. We, we had talked about it uh, back on Sunday. Absolutely.
3: Okay. Uh, back
0: on Saturday's class, we talked about um how to use the, the bonds the SFR SF, uh, 25 and 26 and 27 and 26 and go to court with that could you could you explain how what that process is and how to be successful with it
5: well what I, I have never used those bonds um, I was listening to uh, um, oh uh, Booker Booker Charles Booker he had he had a uh, Facebook that had a video on how to fill out again it was a uh, 24 25, and 25A. He claims that basically those make you underwriters of your case. So he said it, so he had a friend who used it. He submitted it into the court. The prosecutors were trying to add some, you know, their documents in, and the judge said, I'm sorry, you can't add nothing in because that the person who fill out those forms is in control of that, and nothing else could be submitted in. And hmm. so, and this Kinda weird. He talked about it, but he's in jail now. I'm like, but maybe he didn't have those forms done because once you're in jail, it 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 makes it someone else have to fill the forms out for you. I know they're not gonna give you the forms so you can fill them out to get yourself out of jail. It don't work. I don't think it worked that way, which is why we was talking about filling the forms out, giving it to our trustees, and that get out of jail free trust that that person could come down there and file that in into your case and become the underwriter for you. You fill it all out, and those forms are kept until it's time for them to be filed. But basically, he was stating that uh, uh, it it, it makes you the underwriter. It makes you in control of the case using that 24, 25, and
1: uh, 25A. 5A. Now, he said that he had got out of jail, too. He had been in jail before. And he said he had got himself out of jail. Yeah, because I remember
5: his child support situation. He settled it right. while he was in jail. They wouldn't even let him come to the court. And he did it over the telephone. But he, he made the, the judge a fiduciary. So he had no choice but to do what he was told to do. So uh, that that settled that case when he was in jail. He settled his child support case while he was in jail. I have no idea why he's in there now. I just know a couple of people got letters from his wife stating that that's what he was at, where he is, and why he's not out. Or well, those forms weren't filled out before, or maybe he got that information after he went in. So, but he went line by line on those forms. Now you you was you was at the meeting with us Saturday. Uh, have you did, did you get the link out of Scribe? Uh, I mean uh, Skype. So you can look at it.
0: Uh, yeah, we got it, absolutely.
5: Okay. Well, you may look at it because it, it's uh, what is it, GSA? I don't remember what it's labeled as. But uh, yeah,
1: GSA. It,
5: it, yeah, you, it, it'd be good to fill those things just to have filled out, just in case. You know, give them to your wife, girlfriend, someone that you know will be able to come down there and say, "I need to file these in this in this guy's case." Hmm.
3: And okay
5: what happens and see what happens.
0: So basically with that, you're you're taking control of the case because you've now bonded it. And isn't that something that the prosecutor or the attorney is supposed to do at the time of arrest or detention?
5: That's true. But they, again, they need your permission. If you put it in first, because until you go in front of the court and you got yourself in default, you're pretty much in control up to that point.
3: Hmm. So
5: okay, that's that's why you could sit there and ask them uh for the uh for the bonds. Remember, the first thing they have to have is a bid bond, and then they come out with the performance bond, and then they come out with the uh payment bond. Now that bid bond, well, they had to get an OID. This is what I'm talking about, publication twelve twelve. They have to receive an OID. They had to get the money first, so they fill out the 1099. They received it with an OID. So that's something you can ask for. Uh, I I like to see the OID. Does it show me as being the person the money coming from? And if it is, then there must have been a bid bond that we're sitting here in front of the courtroom. I'm I'm stating, take that bond and supplement me. They call it right of subrogation. And put my name, I I got my name on it already. I need you to make, let let me have the right to file, to settle this claim using your bond, prosecutor.
0: Hmm. Is that what uh, some of the other guys, like Winston Stroud, used to say, uh, I, I like the order of the court turned over to me?
5: Yeah. Basically, yeah, because you, you're you in control of the bond, and you haven't got to the judges yet. You're still at the prosecutor. You know, hmm. you're still at the oh.
3: prosecutor.
5: But see, what, what people don't do, and this is what I have to understand, having a UCC-1 showing a secure party creditor of the straw man that they are charging— is one way to do it, but my understanding, even a little bit more on that, that there needs to be a contract between your straw man and that secure party creditor, so that it can it can consent to be a UCC one. See, anybody can fill out a UCC one on for on against your straw man. No, that that can't happen. There must be a contract between you and the secure party creditor first, and then you put the UCC one in.
0: There you go. Absolutely. Okay. And of course, that contract is private.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah. Otherwise, anybody would be doing it. Anyone could be doing it. But wait a minute. You, we don't have an agreement. And the courts only deal with contracts. they see the UCC one, but they need to know that there's a contract. Well, what it called full so can, rights,
1: equity, and title. and. Can you do a fifty-six form with that?
5: No, fifty six is a fiduciary. They already got a fiduciary. I don't, why the only one you give a fifty six to will be the treasurer. treasurer. That's the only okay. one I see. The only one is, is the treasurer. Everybody else, our fiduciary trustee, they're your trustees. I don't need to get them, okay. have them give a permission saying you my you my slave or you know my fiduciary. You already my fiduciary trustee. Because everything they do so is that?
4: Never-
3: so right. you
1: saying do a, a a a clearance letter and 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 make a contract between you and the and, and the straw person straw man? That's what you're saying. Well, Eon have a
5: nice uh, contract where he has an arbitration clause in there, but it's saying oh. that you have you you're giving your uh and I call them avatars. I've been talking about it for a long. Time. The avatars. You give them the full, uh, equitable rights, titles, and interests of everything that deals with your straw man or your child. Now, with that said, I'm thinking, looking at this and, and not trying to throw it off track. You, Savelle, talking about the Rule 220 and the, affiant, and the affiant approving or stating everything on it, that affiant, that affiant, affiant would be one of your trustees. Instead of having it coming from a custodian, you know, and and we might want to look up conveyance of custodian, where well, your custodian is conveying things back to the child, and now the child is going to be given it to his 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 representatives. In in other words, so he bought another, for, you know, that YouTube we received. He bought another uh, item to 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 that to deal with. So when we do the affidavit. Uh, uh the affidavit on the birth certificate for that 220 or that now that we realize he said tight land and title, but you know, we, we're working it out because I won't even talk about it now. But yeah, I say, I would say that those uh, GSA five bonds should be filled out, kept and used to see before someone goes in the court to have them submitted. Cause you need to have the bond to pay the deal before you even get charged, you know, before the charge really comes in, mm-hmm. you know. Okay.
4: Uh,
5: or before before you go on the default, not to charge, but before you go on the default.
0: When I, the only time you go on the default is when you uh, is when you plead not guilty, is that right? No, no,
5: no. Um, you go to default when you didn't tell you didn't do what was on the performance bond that they asked you to do, and you didn't do it,
0: like pay the bill. Oh, okay, gotcha. gotcha. There's a
5: performance bond that comes after. They supports the beard bond. They're giving you. They're getting you on the performance, not on the really, uh, you know, guilty, not guilty. You know, when they say, "Do you understand the charges?" and you say, "Yeah," and then you say, "Not guilty," you you double minded right there. You, you you don't know what you're talking about. But mm. so when when you okay. understand. And blacks law, understand me, I stand under you. And then they say guilty, not guilty, or no, com- not guilty. Well, wait a minute. A minute ago, you say you stand under him. Now you're saying not guilty. Uh, the judges say, well, look, I'm going to have to take take your case because you don't know what you're talking about.
0: There you go. That's right. That's you know, right. You're, you're
5: double-minded. And then people need to understand this. This is... These, not only that those rules those GSA bonds 25 24 25 25 8 need to be done also you need to have a, a what is it letter of rogatory rogatory you need a letter of uh, it's rogatory it R O G A T O R Y? rogatory what is a letter of rogatory that is when one country is talking to another country and telling them whatever rules you want to have a public defender because you really can't go in the courtroom and remember you have a foreign country and they're talking another language you they really don't understand who what you're saying but if you mm. get one of their you get one of their attorneys and under article uh, under the uh, article six of the constitution and, and it's your best buddy or. It's your counselor. You're telling him uh, uh, with the letter of rogatory, I'm foreign and you and you representing me, so I'm foreign. I'm telling you, I need you to dismiss and settle and get rid of this whole case. So with this letter of rogatory. And you and to get the CC a copy to the prosecutor and to the judge. So you need at least three copies of them. And if he doesn't do what you say do on that letter, then the other two, the, the prosecutor and the judge can go 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 against him. They can go upside his head.
0: <clears>
3: hmm.
0: <throat> in, in the event that you've done that and you've done it properly, and the and the judge or the prosecutor, none of them is cooperating, they're acting like they don't understand what you're talking about, uh, do we have a way to enforce our remedy?
5: Again, you always say I, I appeal the case, whatever it is. They come and you just appeal it, because they oh, okay. they again they're they're charging straw man. First thing I say is I have my name registered and all that. Don't you know any? I'm not giving you permission to take any funds out of my estate. Period. You 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 are not following the rules of a, a due process of law. You could I you're not following due process of law. Mm. Okay, and I, right. I'm appealing it on that case because you are not I told the prosecutor what to do. He he can't say he. You gave him to me, and I told him what I want him to do, and he's not going to follow what I tell him to do. What what's going on here? What, what Where's my due process of law? And you all two are not telling him he has to do what I tell him to do, because I hired him just like your pro your prosecutor is hired by the, the city or wherever you at and. The judge is only an administrator. That's it. He's just an administrator. Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's some, and they have, again, they got. They have bonds, too. They have bonds, too. Now, like I said, let me see if I can get them to do the right of subligation, because that's what the judge is doing when he comes in. He came in as a trustee from his office onto the bench out of his chamber onto the bench, he's a public trustee. But when he asked you for your name and you gave him the name of that two-dimensional birth certificate, he did a right of sub... I mean, a uh, a right of subrogation by switching you over to being the surety, the public trustee, and he became the beneficiary. So he switched positions. So y'all people, they don't want to recognize subrogation. Wait a minute. He's doing that in the courtroom. He's putting you... Because you walked in as a beneficiary, three dimensional, and all of a sudden he made you a two dimensional piece of paper, and he became the beneficiary. Now he could tell you what to do because you're now the public trustee, so he could tell you what to do. Mm. So that's what's happening. <laughs> that's what will happened happening in the courtroom. He becomes the, uh, the 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 beneficiary. You become the surety. that's right. The
0: surety
1: so so when you go in front of the judge, are you supposed to say that you are an authorized representative of the birth certificate or something like that? So you won't Yeah, I'm roles? here.
5: You hold the birth certificate up in your hand, you take it in, and you say, I need to put this into the court. Why? Because it's a bond. Right. And it can discharge your debt automatically. You could say, well, it's in the courtroom and if there's an argument, why don't you just give me the birth certificate and why not I just endorse it and we can all go home. Hmm. It's, a, it's a bond. Now that's
1: what they want. That's what they want
5: yeah. anyway. You, you want the bond from this birth certificate. Here it is. I, I'm holding it in front of me. I'm representing. I'm coming in as a representative. I don't know what kind rep. I might be the secure party rep where I have a, 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 a non-UCC showing that I'm a secure party credit, other birth certificate that I'm in control of, but I'm not the surety. Or anything that says, I am not the surety, but you are. And I want to submit this in here so you can go ahead and pay this debt off using this bond. Remember, look under the uh, uh, the LIBOR code, 1907, um, under 38. They gave you a receipt. For you to be indemnified, indemnified means to be recovered, to recover. So this was they gave us the birth certificate to pay the bill, but it's a certificate. So every contract you with with those people, you you got some kind of certificate or license or whatever, driver's license or uh, ID, you know, which would be your uh, social security card, driver's license. You know, um, you, got, you got all this hunting license, all these things, all these uh, certificates showing that you have a secure interest in there. You have a security interest in it, meaning there's money backing this up. Now, it's up to you to use it properly.
3: Mm. And
1: I never and judge- even thought about it, Mr. Rice, until you brought up about our uh, graduation certificate when we graduate from High school, college—they give us a certificate on bonded paper. That's money.
2: Mm. That's
1: money. So if I got a student loan,
3: hey,
5: <laughs> take this in and pay this off. Who's the broker of mm. the school? Or
3: mm.
5: well, the, the government who do, who's backing the student loans? I hear student loans are backed up by the government or something. Well, you know, that's why you can't get rid of them or something like that. Well. Who's the CFO of who's the broker of the student loan? I have a certificate here, a bond that I need you to use to to uh get rid of this debt. They don't say how much it is. They're not gonna tell you how much it is. But let them tell you it ain't enough. Okay, well, here's my my drive, here's my, driver, here's my uh, birth certificate. Put that on you know, put that as a backer. <laughs> You know, like you know, good. You, how, what is that when you when 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 you get you you co-sign for your kids or, and the loan they sign you co-sign behind? Well, here's my birth certificate co-signing for my certificate that I got for graduation, Yes, in case you got somebody to back it up. <laughs> That's good stuff.
0: They That's won't know what stuff. you're talking
5: about. No, no one's ever doing it. I hope I'm bringing things that people. You know, well, I won't say no one's ever done it. It's just that it's not it's not world widely known. Not
1: mm-hmm. it,
5: yeah, not talked about. Yeah, not talked about. Why would they tell you how not to pay them that credit they want? 'Cause that's what's going on. You you you're paying it off, when they they want that Federal Reserve note so they can go on their you know uh, you know Switzerland trip. They can ski in Switzerland and. Buy yachts and all They They want the Federal Reserve notes for that. <clears throat> Amazing. But they Good had to
3: God.
0: give us a
5: remedy. They had to give us a remedy. brother. They had have, they have to. They have to. Everybody committing fraud. You can't take something from somebody and not give them back something in return of equal value. huh. Yeah. And everything we get, everything we get, all these laws, all these taxes. I'm talking about is talking about obligation. And what is what is what is a what? 192. Every not some obligation, not maybe an obligation, or it could be an obligation. All obligations will discharge a debt dollar for dollar because it belongs to them. 18 U.S.C. 8. All bonds. With the first two words, all bonds. Then they go to Federal Reserve. No, then they go to coupon. All that belongs to the United States. So what are we crying about somebody else's debt? Give it back to them. <laughs> yeah. all
0: yeah. they need is your signature.
5: All they need is your signature on the, uh Okay. Okay All right thank you. You Okay
1: Thank you caller
5: Thank you caller yes, Thank you,
1: thank thank you, you. Sir. All thank right you, Okay All right So uh, Mr. Rice As again Another excellent show Great information And uh, I look forward to Getting more information Next week thank you.
3: Thank
1: you. Peace and love Peace
4: and love Thank you. more back for thinking time for thinking ahead the world has changed so very much of what it used to be there's so much hatred war and poverty Oh. oh wake up all the teachers time to teach a new way maybe then they'll what you have to say? They're the ones who's coming up, and the world is in their hands. When you teach the children to jump the very best they can, the world won't get no better if we just let it be. Na 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 na. na. up all the builders, time to build a new land. I know we could do it if we all lend a hand. The only thing we have to do is put it in our minds. Surely things will work out. They do it every time. The world won't get no better if we're just. Let it be. Na, 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 the world won't get no better. We gotta change it yeah. just you and me. Yeah. Change it, yeah. Change it, yeah. Just you and me. Change it, yeah. Ain't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. do it alone. Need some help, y'all. y'all. Need a little help, y'all, yes. Need a little help. Say some help, y'all. I'll change
3: the world. What it used to be. I it doing it alone,
4: need some help y'all. Need some help, yet.
0: Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel, credit stop
3: and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at TMobile.com.